why is it under the the assumption that children are sexual at, from birth? From birth. Are you kidding me? Our yeah. vaccines are. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Welcome to Fearless, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking, where we share our journey of what the Lord has called us to in this season of life. We're a husband and wife filmmaking team who believes the Bible is the infallible, inherent word of God, and we're on a mission to share truth and take a stand for biblical truth and values. We started a 501c3 nonprofit filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, to create tools for churches, organizations, groups, or individuals to use to educate, motivate, and inspire others to get involved in the issues affecting our society and culture today. I'm your co-host, Amber Archer, and with me as always is my husband, Mark Archer. Here I are. Well, welcome to the show, friends. We are here. If you are new or just joining us, thank you for listening. We appreciate you and your time to listen in and especially listen in to these last few episodes with Dr. Judith Reisman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been very informative and it's just encouraging to be able to share this information with so many other people. It, it is encouraging to see how many people have joined in and listened mm-hmm. to these. You're learning right along with us. Mm-hmm. We're sharing, we're sharing these, you know, these are, these are pieces of the interviews that we have collected and are still collecting for the film, The Mind Polluters. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening along, you're starting to understand what we're learning and where the direction of the film is going. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dr. Reisman, of course, is the one who you have to start with. She's done more research on. Uh, child sexualization child sexualization and the sexualization of our culture alfred kinsey the kinsey institute all of this she's done more work on this than virtually anyone mm-hmm. and this is the last piece that we're going to share with you from her interview and i would have to say that this you know i remember that that we we finished up her interview and then we got on the road to come home and all the way into about halfway through West Virginia, we were still talking about what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> um, it was unbelievable vaccines. Yes. Um, you guys don't want to miss how she, how she lays it out and explains why our children are forced to get these vaccines when they're born. Mm. And then again, when they go to school, you know, she talked last week about who makes money off of the transgender and you know, abortion and abortion. It's big pharma. Mm-hmm. And here, this woman who has spent over 40 years researching the sexualization of her children and now to bring it, tie it all up with a bow mm-hmm. and you see it full circle for what it is. And let me give you a, just kind of a thumbnail sketch of what she's talking about. Now, uh, I wouldn't say that we're, anti-vaxxers no no uh we're we're pro-truth mm-hmm. and uh if you're if you're not familiar with uh with this whole uh this whole concept in the vaccine debate uh there is a uh, there is a court system that has been set up in the united states called the vaccine courts mm-hmm. and basically how it works and she alludes to this that the the pharmaceutical companies years ago uh, basically kind of blackmailed the U.S. government and said, 
you either give us immunity from lawsuits or we're going to stop manufacturing vaccines mm-hmm. altogether. Yeah. And so if you and if you want to know more detail about this, there is an excellent documentary film out there called Vaxed. Yes. And Vaxed talks all about this in greater detail than I can go into here. They give all of the research, all of the specifics of this, but that's basically what happened. And so now... Um, by the way, can I just interject here? Mm-hmm. It's also the one that got pulled down off of Amazon and got yes. canceled. Yes. So... And, and why did it get pulled down? Let me... If you're if you're really <laughs> awake to what's going on, then this this you'll this will totally make sense to you. Amazon pulled Vaxed off of its off of its uh, Listing. uh, listings altogether after getting a threatening letter from none other than Congressman Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. And we all know who who Adam Schiff is, Shifty Schiff, mm-hmm. right? The one who led the charge twice to impeach President Trump right. with zero evidence. Schiff is dirty as dirty as crooked gets. This was all and and where Schiff got this is a whole nother story. But yeah. just that's all that you well, really because, need to know. Because the COVID-19 vaccines were starting. They they already right. had this planned out. Right. And so you got to get the vaccines and take right. all this down. And so uh, so we should uh, tell you. So Vaxxed, you can't watch it on Amazon. Obviously, it's, it's hard to find on streaming. There is a streaming channel where you can watch it. It's called Peeps TV. So the producers of Vaxxed. Del Big Tree. Del Big Tree, and I can't remember the other people, but they have their own streaming channel, and you can get it on Roku and all mm-hmm. that. So Peeps, P-E-E-P-S, Peeps TV, mm-hmm. and it's a free channel, and you some of the content is free, and some of it you can rent, and it goes through your Roku account. Mm-hmm. Also on Peeps TV is... Plandemic. Plandemic one and two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which are free. So start with Vaxxed and then watch Plandemic One and then watch Plandemic Indoctrination. Now you're just in for it. I mean I just you, you might as well just, you know, strap yourself in because anyways, this is what she's talking about when <laughs> right. she says that they cut a deal, baby. And you can't actually sue the pharmaceutical right. companies. For so damage. so these people right now that are Listen, all vaccines have inherent risks, and there are people that are dying as a result of being vaccinated for COVID. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Too bad. You can't sue the the pharmaceutical companies. Right. You have to go to to vaccine court, and guess who pays the tab? Taxpayers. Us, taxpayers. Yeah. So. You want to also talk about the most disturbing, well, I think one of the most disturbing parts about uh, what she's going to talk to us about today is uh, lobotomizing oh, children right. in order to do sexual experiments on oh. them. Okay, so I I thought I knew what lobotomy was, but I just wanted to double check. And so I looked it up and lobotomy, it's a surgical procedure in which the nerve pathways in the lobe or lobes of the brain are severed from those in other areas. And the procedure formerly used as a radical therapeutic measure to help grossly disturbed patients with schizophrenia, manic depression, and mania or bipolar disorder mm-hmm. and other mental illnesses. So this was how we used to treat people. Yeah. Was by taking part of their brain out, cut open their skull and take part of their brain out. But oh my gosh. Kinsey, 
All right, let's let's remind everybody, Kinsey, the man who was at the start of this whole sexualization of our culture, Kinsey and his trained pedophiles went to state hospitals in New York and New Jersey where there were uh, orphans, Mm -hmm. and they experimented on these orphans Mm -hmm. by lobotomizing them and doing sexual experiments. I mean, this is straight out of Nazi horror book is what this is. It's unbelievable. But this is where uh, we have gotten all of our data for, you know, children are sexual from birth. And we've proven it because we cut open the skulls of orphan children and experimented on them Can and you tortured imagine? them. Okay, so let's just stop. Okay, so before and just imagine for a moment with this whole transgender and having this this surgery done Mm -hmm. you know transgender used to be called a mental disorder yes uh mental or or gender dysphoria you know mental disorder Mm -hmm. could you imagine if people today would suggest that those people have a lobotomy instead of changing their physical outside features. I'm just going to float a theory out there that this is either on the horizon or it's already being done to make it irreversible. Oh my word. Crazy town. I can't yeah, even. Crazy t- I mean, it, it's, but this is, uh, you follow the money. You yeah. always follow the money and the abortion industry, the sex change industry, all of it. It's, it all goes back to the pharmaceutical industry oh. and they, how they, stand to profit billions well and that's why that's why planned parenthood's new model is for all the transgenderism remember mm-hmm. we had that article several weeks ago about that's their new model oh, of yeah. making money yeah is, child sacrifice isn't enough anymore now let's maim them permanently yeah and, oh and mentally as well all right well let's tune in and listen to the last part of judith's interview you know i always i mean the question i always asked was where could they have gotten all well i'm i'm asked too where did they get all these children because we figure they were at least an, a they were a minimum of 2035 children i mean you you try to figure out from the graphs in the book okay there were 317 here were they the same 317 they're over here it doesn't where there's um 200 and something, though it doesn't, doesn't seem like they're the same. Uh, where do they get all these kids? Where And people have asked me that, and uh, I've looked it up as much as I could. But it wasn't until I got this magazine that was sent to me in the mail from 1951 that I thought uh, explained where they came from. Well, I knew they probably came from orphanages. Okay, I, I, I mean, that I wrote about in my book. But if they came from orphanages, I mean, yeah, okay, they, they had the right to get into the orphanage. We know that they did. Okay, we know they did that. They got into the orphanage, but they still, you wouldn't have all the facilities that you needed to do the kinds of intense research and an an analysis of the sexual this or the sexual that that they had and photographs and films that you couldn't do that necessarily in an orphanage. So where did they come from? Well, in 1951, it turns out, 
um, Columbia University, which uh, their their psych department was fully supported by Rockefeller and fully supported by the CIA. So, okay, so in 1945, the war's over. We're bringing the Nazi experiment, which Nazi experimenters here, which one of them was your guy that was in, in your in your documentary on abortion, a doctor, I forgot. Klopper. Klopper, whose, whose son learned from Papa, you know, whose son learned from Papa. And um, so we bring them over here. There were some that went to Columbia University and that some went to all kinds of universities all over the country, scientists, uh, doctors. And Columbia University was infamous for scientific work that they were doing. And uh, I'm reading the article in there about Kinsey, and it's 1951, yeah, 1951 article. And, and they mentioned that he was invited, <laughs> you know, big invitation, to join other like-minded uh, fellows, yeah? Invited to, to join them and to do the sex research before and after operations, uh, lobotomies, which were horrible and were being committed on, on non, these are non-consenting, in mental hospitals, in Rockland State Hospital in New York, and Greystone State Hospital in New Jersey. So I start, I'm thinking, wow, that's interesting. So I start looking up Rockland State Hospital, and I see there's a whole lot of information on Rockland and on Greystone. Uh, they had, it was Rockland that had a huge children's ward uh, with a little stage where they did puppet shows and so on. And they did lobotomies there. And there have been victims. This young girl has been, has reported, she's done a brilliant, brilliant job. She suffered from what they were doing. There was nothing wrong. She had been raped. And they were trying to figure out what was wrong, what was wrong with her. <laughs> you know, she was upset. And so she was put into a, a mental hospital. And um, she was going through hell in her life and ended up working with a therapist who ended up helping her to understand what was done to her. So she had been subjected to CIA treatment. Now the treatment that she was subjected to, the records were kept at Rockland. So, I mean, all these pieces start to come together. And I'm looking at Rockland, I'm looking at what Kinsey was doing. Then I backed up and I started looking into some of the CIA files. And it is my belief that that is where he got the 2,400 children from at least part of them, some of them. We know he got some from volunteers who volunteered their children. We know that. But others he would have gotten from there. And he was doing the lobotomy. What? How do you do sex? How do you find out about somebody's sexual behavior before, and in a mental hospital, before their lobotomy, and then after their lobotomy, when their brain has been cut out. How do you do that? He had, he had film there. He had a cameraman. 
He had access to anything that he needed. He had a nursing staff. And these were all people that were seeing that stuff all the time. Anyway, these were not people who saw anything wrong with what other doctors were doing. Why would they see anything wrong with what he was doing? And I've, of course, been calling for an investigation of the Kinsey Institute for forever. I would never let your children go to a, go to school. I mean, a regular school. Government run. Government run. Uh, by the way, government, yeah, government run. But even Christian schools, I, I know it's going to sound like you have to isolate you know, your kids from the world. I mean, there should be no access, obviously, to social media. There should be no access to any of this stuff. Uh, you know, vaccines. Look, uh, I, my, I have, when my kids, my daughter's, one of my daughter's children, one was born in France, one was born in Germany, and one was born in the United States. Okay, France and Germany, they give them the... MMR? MMR, yeah, which is problematic enough maybe, but whatever. But that's it. That's it. Here, the doctor walks in, I mean, the nurse walks in, and she says, time for your vaccinations, you know, in Washington. And I had just been studying about the hepatitis B at that time, and... And I said, wait, I looked, I said to my son-in-law, who's German, I said, hey, listen, if they're going to give little, little Maxi hepatitis B, you, you can't, you can't have that. You know, you mustn't allow that. So he said, uh, uh, why? And I said, because it's a venereal disease. It's, it's to help prevent venereal disease. So, so, so Jorgen says, what do you mean venereal disease? What are you talking about? So, so the doctor walked in, an older guy, and he and, and Jorgen said, uh, "My mother-in-law says, uh, you know, he shouldn't have hep, hep B." And so the doctor said, "Well, yeah, but if he's going to be sexually active, yeah, he should." So my, so my Jorgen says, "He's a baby." So he says, well, then "Why would you want to give him venereal? What? Why would you want to give him hep, hep, hep B?" So wait a second. He's not allowed to say you cannot give him. He's not allowed. He'll lose his license, the doctor. Okay, so I need to I need to understand something here. And maybe you can help me out because I just thought of this while we were talking about vaccines. I never would have thought of vaccines as an issue, but why is it under the the assumption that children are sexual at, from birth? From birth. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Our vaccines are... Right. Right. right, yeah. If they're sexual from birth, they're going to be sexually active right away. So you want to give them a vaccine to prevent that. Well, you have to give it to them again when they're nine years old, okay? So they've been sexually active between birth and nine years of age, right? And then you give it to them at nine years old because they're going to be sexually active until they're whatever. Yeah. We got a problem here. <laughs> I got, I got, yeah. I, oh, let me just, okay. So big pharma, yeah. big yeah. pharma. And then the child, of course, starts to get all these problems. A lot of kids, asthma, well, obviously asthma, and, you know, uh, pre, uh, pediatric 
pediatric uh, diabetes, and I forgot all the other ones, various problems, uh, learning problems, all kinds of things. And so then you have the vaccine manufacturers who are covered. You can't sue them, right? Because they cut a deal, honey, right? Okay, so you can't sue them for their your child's damage, but you can... I think it's you can go to the government or who somebody has to pay you some kind of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can prove it. Why? Right. Well, I mean, our newspapers are certainly not covering this. Well, I'm just thinking of like the obscenity ex- exemptions. Yeah. So you're talking so so you <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you're doing what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end of this five-part session with Dr. Judith Reisman. And of course, if you have missed any of these interviews with Dr. Reisman, you'll want to be sure to visit the archives at fearlessfeatures.org. It's also where you can make that one-time or monthly donation to our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. We need your help. We really do. The Mind Polluters is only going to get done by all of us. It's going to get done the same way Inwood Drive got done. That's right. By the individuals. Because in case you haven't noticed, big corporate entities are not interested in helping us produce this content. So when you give, you become a force multiplier for truth and action. And together we can make a difference in our communities and stand strong for biblical truths and values. Your support will continue making an impact for generations when you partner with us through this filmmaking ministry. Thank you so much for your consideration. Have a wonderfully blessed day, my friends. And thank you again for joining us on this beautiful day. We'll talk to you again soon.